Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the Rested Life Conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. Thank you for coming one more time. I appreciate you, ma'am. Good evening, Pastor Darlington. Good evening, Saints. Uh, welcome to day two of the Rested Life Conference. Uh, Pastor Judy opened for us yesterday, the first day of the conference, with a powerful, powerful message. If you missed yesterday's um, first day of the conference, after this, you can go to the Platform Church YouTube channel to watch the message. It was really powerful. God bless you, Pastor Judy. You did an amazing job yesterday. I'd like to start by greeting um, the host of this conference, Pastor Darlington Amamfun Isi Kanisa. Thank you so much for this opportunity to bring God's word to God's people. Um, I thank God for your life. Thank God for what he's doing in you and through you and through Platform Church. Um, may the Lord continue to use you both mightily. May he continue to bless you and establish you. And may you continue to experience peace and rest in all areas of your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'd like to spend a special shout out to my darling husband, Pastor Tim Rage, uh, my loudest cheerleader, my greatest supporter, my best friend. You know, he's uh, always in my corner. He's always my, my intercessor. He's my, my, my best friend, my husband. I just want to say thank you so much for your love, for your support, for always being there for me, for always pushing me out of my comfort zone, for always telling me I can do it. I'm just so grateful for God blessing me with, with the best husband in the world. I love you, Pastor Tim. I know he's on the broadcast watching from somewhere. So you're just sending out a shout out and, and I love you. <laughs> Amen. I also want to send out a special shout out to the Platform Church family that is also watching and my special City of Zion family that are watching as well. Thank you so much, guys, for joining the broadcast and everyone that is watching from all over the world. Welcome to day two. I know that God has a word for you. So open your hearts. Be ready to receive all that God has for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's start by opening up in prayer. And so, Father Lord, we thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you for the other opportunity to be in your presence again today, Lord Almighty. We commit today's meeting into your hand. We say, Holy Spirit, do what you can want to do here. I declare that my tongue is like the pen of the ready writer, that I come for with the word in season. I receive divine utterance. You speak even the mind of God today. Not my will be done, O God, but your will be done in me and through me today. I'm just a vessel, O Lord Almighty. Use me, walk through me. Let the heart of people be open to receive all that you have for them. We shall live here empowered, live here inspired, live here charged, my Father, my God, to go forth and take every mountain of influence and dominate and have dominion and rule and reign as the kings and as the queens that you have called us to be, O oh Lord. We thank you for an awesome time in your presence even tonight, O oh Lord, because we have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. And God's name said, Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And so the, the thing for this conference is encounters. And my subtitle or my topic of today for today is called, It's Time to Cultivate Those Mountains. Say to your, your neighbor, your husband, your wife, your dog, whoever is next to you there, say it's time to cultivate those mountains. Amen. It is time. God is waiting for you. The world is waiting for you and I to take over the mountains of influence and rule and reign and dominate. Amen. So let's go to the words quickly. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3. I have three core scriptures. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 to 3, Romans 8, verse 19, Revelation 5, verse 10. I'm going to start with Romans 8, verse 19. It says, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits. 
for the revealing of the sons of God. Hallelujah. This is for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Hallelujah. That's Romans 8 verse 19. And next verse is Revelation 5 verse 10. And it says, and he has made us kings and priests unto our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Glory to Jesus. We are kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. It says, Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the Lord. It's for out of Zion shall go forth the Lord, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Glory to God. It is God's desire for the mountain of the house of the Lord to be exalted above every mountain. He desires that believers of the body of Christ will be lawgivers and will determine the direction of, of the flow of this universe. Amen. It is desire for us to be the ones to say this is what is supposed to happen in this nation, in this continent, in this place, in this industry, in arts and culture, in, in every industry. He has called us to be the ones to be the ones to dictate the tone and the direction of the flow of, of how things are supposed to be done in this world. Amen. The world is waiting to encounter you and I. God is waiting for us to manifest. Amen. He's not going to come again. He's already come. He's already done the work. He has put the power in you and I. He has put the grace, the ability within us to go and conquer all the mountains of, of influence in the world today. Amen. We have been called to dominate and have dominion over all the mountains of, of influence and culture. And what are those mountains? Many of us are familiar with those mountains, but I'll repeat them again. They're the mountains of, of family, the mountains of religion, of, of religion, media, arts and entertainment, of, uh, of government, business and education. And as believers, we have been called to dominate every one of these mountains. Hallelujah. And bring godly and kingdom culture to those mountains. Amen. The role of the believer has always been to dominate the earth. That was why God created us, to have dominion. To have dominion. So we were created as believers when we got born again. Our mandate was to begin to have dominion upon the earth. According to Revelation chapter 5, verse 10, we are called to be priests and we are called to be kings. Amen. So the, as, as a king, so we have a dual role as believers, as priests and as kings. So as, as kings, we are called to rule and to dominate and, and to reign over territories and kingdoms. So if kings have kingdoms, those kingdoms also have cultures. Amen. So we are called firstly to be kings. Our second goal as, as believers is to be priests unto God. And priests, we are supposed to walk with God when we have our walk with God, when we have intimacy with God, when we have fellowship with God. That is our second goal as believers, to be priests unto God. But over the years, so much on our priestly mandate, on our priestly identity and role, where we all were so focused on heaven, so focused on our spiritual work, so focused on building our, our work with God, and we haven't focused so much on building a people that have a dominion mindset and are operating in dominion in the different mountains of influence. We are, we've been told to be heavenly minded, we've been told to focus on spiritual matters, and even the colonizers that came to Africa, they used that to subjugate us and say, you know, just focus on going to heaven, you don't need to worldly riches, and through that, the colonizers were able to plunder our resources and steal from Africa and just leave us with nothing, you know, because of this mindset of we're heavenly minded, we're going to heaven, this world is not my own, Home, I'm just passing by, you know. So the church has been so focused in, 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 in on that part of our assignment, on being priests, and you know, and not so much as being kings and ruling and reigning on the earth. 
Adam was put on the earth to establish systems. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Amen. God told him, Be fruitful and multiply. To be fruitful means requires the art of cultivation, which is the same root word that the word culture comes from. And culture means to grow. So Adam's assignment was to cultivate and, um, and to create a culture for everything's productivity on the earth. That is why when the devil took authority from Adam, he was able to establish his own mountains of culture because he had taken the mandate from Adam and he had corrupted it. So the whole concept of mountains of culture and influence came primarily from God, came firstly from God, and was to be established by Adam. But the enemy subjugated it, took it from Adam, and he corrupted it. So all these mountains belong to God and not to the devil. And so we as believers, we need to take back those mountains. For whoever controls the mountains, controls the people. Amen. So our mandate is to take over. Our mandate to take over is necessary because we are all supposed to come under the influence of God's rule alone. In eras where the church was only focused on the heavens and being heavenly minded and being spiritually minded and going to heaven tomorrow and not caring about the things of the world, the enemy created a culture and a system that prevails even to today. And we are under that system and that culture because we allowed ourselves to forget our role as kings and only focus on our roles as priests. So what is a culture? A culture is a way of doing things. It's a way people live. And what is a belief system? Because they're kind of intertwined. It's a set of beliefs that people or the person or a society has about what is right or wrong or about what is true and false. And a culture can overwhelm a belief system. If you put someone with an existing culture or someone with an existing belief system into a different culture, over a period of time, that person's belief system begins to shift, begins to change. A classical example is Lot. Lot was a righteous man. He loved the Lord. He served the Lord. But he went to Sodom. And when he got to Sodom, he began, the Bible said that he faced Sodom. He looked towards Sodom. And with time, he, he wasn't even aware of it when he began to change. But his belief system began to be corrupted by the systems of Sodom. So that even when the, the angels of God came to remove um, um, Lot from, from Sodom, because God wanted to destroy Sodom, Lot was willing to give up his daughters to be raped by the crazy men that were in that city when they came knocking on the door at night saying, give us the angels of God. We want to violate and sexually abuse them. He, he didn't see anything wrong with saying, no, don't touch this man. Rather take my daughters and rape them. I mean, who does that? Who thinks like that? But because he had been so entrenched in that culture, in that belief, he didn't even know when he changed his own mindset and his own belief system. And he wasn't even aware of it. You know, so many of us watching this conference today are probably working in corporate or involved in business in one way or the other. We've entered into an organization with our own belief system as, as Christians, but over time, the prevailing culture of that environment, of that organization or industry, usually superimposes itself on our own belief systems and either silences it, strangles it, or completely erodes it. And before we know it, you know, we've, our, our belief systems change, begin to compromise here and there, begin to say, oh, this is not so bad, that is not so bad. You know, we just begin to change slowly but surely. We still believe and we still love the Lord, but our identity begins to change. Our belief systems begin to change. Our, our, our values begin to change because that prevailing culture that we found ourselves in begins to take over our own belief systems. Amen. And even though we have been the ones called to influence those those those, those industries or those those spaces we find ourselves in, we find that they begin to 
are the ones that actually influence us. So even though we're supposed to take over the mountains of media, entertainment, um, of business, the family, church, religion, education, government, we find that those institutions that are already prevailing are the ones that impact us negatively and affect the way we believe and what we do. So we sometimes as believers are afraid to change the prevailing cultures of where we find ourselves because we keep thinking to ourselves, but it's just me. I'm the only believer in my company. I'm the only believer in my department. I'm the only believer in my, I don't know, this space that I find myself in this business or in this industry. And we begin to, you know, downplay the power of God in us. We begin to say, what can little old me do? I'm just one person. How do I come against a, a, a system or a culture that's been there for generations, that has been there for centuries? Without the power of God that we carry within us and its ability to bring transformation and deliverance and salvation. And that's the way the biggest challenge that we, without the power that we carry people within us, without the power that we have to influence and create encounters for other people. Amen. So how do we change this culture? How do we influence the mountains around us? How do we, how do we cultivate or change the, 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 the culture or the various mountains of influence that we find ourselves in? On a daily basis historically people that have influenced culture have done it with three things they've done it firstly with knowledge they have had insights that others have not had amen they've been able to see beyond today they've been able to see into the future they've been able to just you know, just have divine insight to just know what to do what is going to work what is going to you know influence culture and influence society and they've run with that so knowledge number one is one of the things they use to influence culture Second thing they use is money. The same is still true. He that pays the piper takes the tune. That's why it's so important that believers become empowered. Believers have money. We cannot have a broke church. We cannot have a broke people. It takes money to change culture. It takes money to establish systems. Amen. That's why believers, let's not just be, 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 be comfortable with saying, I have enough money to buy my own house. I've, I've got my house. My children are going to private schools. I've got two cars in my garage. That's enough for me. I'm content. No. God needs us to be empowered financially because it is through prosperity that the kingdom of God is established. Amen. So through money, through knowledge, through money, amen, the church needs and believers, we need to be empowered financially to make global impact. The third thing is power. Those that have power are able to push demonic agendas as we see that it's happening today. People that have power and influence globally and that setting the agendas on what we should watch on TV, on what kind of music our children should be listening to, on what happens in government, on what happens in business, in the education sector. You know, they are the ones that are ruling because they have power, they are that, that dictating and calling the shots. And the church has to come to the place, and uh, us as believers, individually, and as a corporate, come to the place where we control these things, three things as well. Knowledge, money, and power. Amen. So you can say to me, okay, Pastor Kemi, I don't have the power or money of, you know, I don't have that kind of money or power or influence to bring change to where I am right now, to, to, to change the culture. I understand that's fine. Let's focus on one part that, one of, that we can all use, knowledge. Knowledge for today, we'll focus on knowledge. Knowledge is another word for divine insight or divine downloads, amen. So to counter an existing system or culture, we will need to go beyond just praying for change to happen. But that's what we've been doing for so many years as, as a church. We're praying, we're praying, we're praying. We've been praying, we're moving revival meetings. Prayer is good. There is power in prayer. I love to pray. I believe in the efficacy of prayer. But, you know, for us to make those kind of shifts that we want to see in these various industries, in the various mountains of influence, we need to go beyond just praying 
Hallelujah. If we are, if all we are doing is praying, then there is a problem because effective prayer should result in a divine download from God. Amen. Effective prayer should result in a divine download from God. When Joseph prayed, he received insights from God. When Daniel prayed, he received direct suggestion from God. Amen. So proof of prayer will be seen in your personal transformation and in the world of divine download that God will give to you in the place of prayer. Amen. Can I repeat that statement? This proof of prayer will be seen in your own personal transformation and in the words and the divine downloads that God will give to you in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. Let's look at Daniel. Daniel chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. It pleased Darius, as King Darius, to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom and over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel... And then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Amen. Daniel was a man of prayer. And as he built intimacy with God, as he spent time with God in prayer, he received divine knowledge. He received divine wisdom. He received insights. He received downloads from God that enabled him to put systems in place that counter the existing systems of, 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 the, of Babylon. Daniel operated with an excellent spirit that set him above, kept and social above his peers that were also in authority. Amen. He had divine knowledge. He had divine wisdom. And that was what made him powerful. Amen. That knowledge, that ability to hear the voice of God and know what to do at every point in time was what established Daniel and put him above the others. He had divine insight and he got that through spending time with God because he was a man of prayer. He didn't compromise his time with God. He spent time in the place of prayer. He built intimacy with God and he was able to receive divine downloads from God and was able to put into, into place systems that made Babylon even more prosperous and made him better than other, other governors of his time. Amen. He had he had divine knowledge and wisdom that was, and that was what made him powerful. That's what made him rise from being a slave boy to being a cultural influencer. He was a slave. Everyone else that was at that level were all free men. But Daniel was a slave. But in spite of being a slave, he was higher than them. the king favored him above all the other people that were there. So he was a cultural influencer because he was able to read the mind of God, he was able to download God's mind for that period of time and for that season. Amen. Daniel has so much influence that the king made a decree declaring that the God of Daniel was the greatest God and that everyone must tremble and fear the God of Daniel. Daniel chapter 6 verse 26. I mean, because of Daniel and his ability to, his inability to compromise, he refused to compromise his faith. He stood his ground in his faith and just was bold about his faith. The king saw that in him and because of him was able to make a decree that nobody could, I mean, people should serve the God of of Daniel, that there was no other God like the God of Daniel. He acknowledged that. Amen. So Daniel was also bold and audacious about, and was not afraid of um, for people to know that he served God unashamedly. Do people know that you're a Christian? Do they know that you're a believer in your workplace, in your industry? Do they know who you are? Or are you a secret agent, you know, serving God? God has not called us to be secret agents. Hallelujah. We're the, we're the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. You cannot be a secret agent as a believer. Hallelujah. Do you, do you bear the fruits of the lifestyle of a believer. Like Daniel, we must be prayerful. We must be bold. We must be unashamed of our faith as believers. We must consciously create avenues for people to encounter Christ through us. Amen. We must consciously create avenues for people to encounter Christ through us. This program's theme is encounters. Yes, we want to have encounters with God, but much more than that, God wants people to have encounters through us. Amen. And wherever you are, in whatever 
what you buy. If you're a teacher in your school, you're working in a bank, you run your own business, you, you work in government, wherever you find yourself, that, that in, in those spaces, in those environments, that God, God is able to use you, able to encounter him and come to him. Hallelujah. Amen. So the way to change an existing system or culture is to create a counter system or counter culture, which is what Daniel did. If you're in any field or industry, you must accept that you are there on assignment. Not just another job or another business. You are there on an assignment. God has sent you there for a specific purpose. That job that you have found yourself in, it is for you are on assignment. Amen. You're on assignment. Hallelujah. Every believer has been given the mandate to make disciples. So wherever you have found yourself, you have been given that mandate to make disciples, to create Christ consciousness wherever you find yourself. And to make a disciple means to put people within a discipline or a set way of doing things, which is a culture or a system. The culture is a set way of doing things. You know, it is to create and to create a path that people can follow. That's a culture, creating a path that people can follow. So wherever you are, God has placed you, has placed you there to create a path that people can follow, to create a system, a culture that people can follow. And where are they, what are they following it to? To Christ consciousness, to Christ. Amen. And so we need to create our own counter disciplines, our own counter cultures that will contend with today's culture, that will contend with today's systems and overturn it. And this is and this we can do by downloading from the Spirit of God and receiving divine knowledge, receiving divine insight that are specific to our industries or our own mountains of influence. Amen. As believers, we need to establish our own multinational businesses. We need to thrive. We have businesses that thrive, build our own schools, build our own hospitals. You know, it's like us as Africans, we complain about white schools and they are racist and they're but we need to build our own. We can't keep complaining about racism and saying this white person did it to me. We need to build our own counter system, build world-class schools, build world-class hospitals, build, build world-class, you know, businesses that people come to say, oh, come and teach me how you did this. That's what God wants us to do as Christians. Amen. When we we, we, we build things, that, businesses that thrive, multinationals that thrive, amen, and are able to, 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 to stand against the current and prevailing causes that we find ourselves in today. Hallelujah. I hope someone is getting blessed this after this evening. I hope you're hearing. So I hope God is speaking to you and telling you something. I think that I'm sharing the word of God even today. Let's also look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a butler to the king. He was a waiter, long and short. Butler is just a fancy word for saying houseboy or slave or garden boy or you know or a waiter. He gave the his work was to give the, the, the king wine in a glass. I mean that's a whole job just to give wine <laughs> or water to the king to to drink. He was a slave, but he answered the call from God to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. He saw that there was a need, and he made himself available to answer that need. He made himself available to God, for God to use. And when God saw that Nehemiah had a burden for Jerusalem, God gave him the blueprint on how to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. All God wanted was a willing heart, and Nehemiah had that willing heart to say, it's not about me anymore. I'm comfortable in this world. I serve the king. This king knows me. The king likes me. You know, he could have stayed where he was and said, no, I'm comfortable here. I have everything that I am. I may be a slave, but I'm a favored slave. You know, but he looked beyond his own self. He looked outside of himself to say, no, there is a greater purpose. There is a greater destiny out there. The destiny of rebuilding the walls of an entire nation. And he made himself available to God, for God to use to bring kingdom transformation, amen, to the walls of Jerusalem, to the city of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. So he made himself available to God to you. And when God saw that he was, that Nehemiah had a burden for Jerusalem, he gave him the blueprint on how to rebuild those walls. He gave him knowledge. That was the blueprint. He made resources, he made resources available to him. That was money. And he sent him helpers along the way to help him to rebuild those walls. God gave him power. 
So God gave him power, God gave him money, God gave him knowledge. Those three things that you need to, to influence the culture, God gave to, to Nehemiah because what? He had a willing heart, because he had a burden for God's people, for God's house, for God's, for God's city. And all God is looking for is available people. He's not looking for perfect people, but he's looking for people that have a heart to say, Lord, I'm available. Use me. Use me for your glory. Amen. What industry are you in? What needs to change in that industry to bring about Christ consciousness or a godly transformation? Are you willing to rise about, above just wanting your own personal needs met by God to wanting change in that industry, wanting change in that city, wanting change in that province, wanting change in that nation, wanting change in that, in that continent, wanting change globally? Are you willing to look outside of yourself and outside of your own personal agenda and your own personal needs to say, God, I am open to a bigger agenda? your agenda to create christ consciousness on every mountain of influence i am available to be used by you god to bring about transformation and deliverance are you available are we available for god to use today amen so whoever say who's willing to say i'm available to change the culture of my industry god will give you the insight god will give you the knowledge the divine download on how to bring lasting change and transformation to that space we need to start seeing ourselves as cultural influencers we need to start seeing ourselves as cultural influencers, as industry influencers, but that is who he has called us to be. We are kings and we are queens. We are not ordinary, hallelujah. We are cultural influencers, hallelujah. We are industry influencers, hallelujah. We are law givers, glory to God, amen. You are not ordinary woman or man of God watching you today. God has called us to a higher purpose. God has called us to a higher purpose, amen. Are we willing to answer that clarion call to say, Lord, use me. Lord, I am available to be used by you. Jesus is a king. We are kings and queens. Kings have kingdoms and kingdoms have cultures. It is our responsibility as believers that we spend time in the presence of God so that we can deliberately begin to download our own kingdom culture. To exactly, even though what is, what is the culture of a believer? What is the culture of a, of a king that comes from, from heaven, that comes from, from the kingdom of God? What is our culture? As we spend time in the presence of God, he will begin to reveal to you what our culture is and how it is we are supposed to superimpose that culture amen upon the earth our prayers need to change from god give me god bless me god do this for me god dash me god help me god give me god give me a husband god give me a wife god give me children god give me money god give me a house you know we used to go beyond the god god give me give me give me you know i'm sure the god gets tired sometimes probably has air plugs and i don't think so jesus he's a loving father but anyway <laughs> that's why we are not going to pray so we have got our children it's enough today anyway we need to go beyond, you know, just asking God for ourselves. To asking God, how do I influence my industry? How do I bring Christ consciousness or a godly culture or change to this field of industry that I am in right now? And the same way that He answered Daniel, the same way that He He gave Nehemiah a blueprint on what to do, He will also give us divine downloads and, and blueprints on how to bring change to the different areas of our space of influence. Amen. As they step out in faith to execute those plans, we also need to arise in faith. Amen. You can just receive a blueprint from God and say, okay, God has shown you what to do and sit down on that knowledge. No. Daniel and Nehemiah were willing to arise in boldness, in faith. Sometimes do it afraid, you know, and step out in faith to implement those things that God has given to them. So as you begin to pray and ask God to give you blueprints on how to bring change and transformation, do not be afraid to step out in faith and start implementing those things. Even if you are afraid, do it afraid. But start with baby steps. That's the only way, because God needs to change the world. And he's, gonna, he's not going to come back again to do it himself. He's already given us that power. 
He's given us his ability, he's given us the might, he's given us the wisdom, every resource that we need to conquer every mountain of influence has already been given to us. There's nothing there for him to give. Like as the team always teaches about the buffet table, you're supposed to go to the buffet table and take what is yours. There's a buffet table that has been laid out for us. For us to go and take everything that we need to bring change and transformation to the world around us today. Amen. And so I'm just going to say to us that let us step out in faith and execute those plans. We also need to arise in boldness and faith. Because without faith, we cannot please God. Without faith, we cannot do anything. Paul said, show me your faith by your words. I'll show you. I'll be showing you. Show me your work by your faith. Whatever. He says, I'll show you my faith through my words. You know, faith without works is dead. As we say we believe God, as we say we receive the divine downloads, we need to arise in faith. We need to take those baby steps, those big steps, we need to implement those changes in little, little, little ways. And Pastor Tim told a story in church a while ago about um, a woman that was married to uh, a mechanic. And anytime you come home from the mechanic workshop, you come home, you know, full of oil, that they are brown with the oil, his clothes will be filthy, black, you know, from engine oil and whatever oil, and he will come with his shoes also dripping with oil and he'll dirty all her floor like they're just washed and clean. And she'll be like, can't you change at work before you come home? Why will you come home and dirty everything that's gone? Can't you see they are dirty? You know, and he just refused to change. Every day he will come home like that. It's the same fight, the same fight, the same fight. So anyway, one day the woman had had enough. She now sent him away on holiday somewhere. Or they always have holiday. By the time they came back for holiday, she had got an interior decorator to change the entire house to white. Everything was white from the front door, the, the carpet, everything was white. So, you know, so when the guy came back from work, he realized that I'm dripping with oil. I can't step on this carpet with, with my dirty shoes. I need to take off my clothes. I need so that I don't spoil this beautiful thing that my wife has done here. And so he realized that no, I, either I need to change and adapt, or, you know, I, I, I perish. I cannot enter this house. And so from that day, he started bathing at work. Because she has created a system that will not, will not, um, what's the word, will not encourage his foolishness. She had created a counter system against the thing that was operating before, where he just so many days and dirty everywhere to a system where he could not enter the house dirty. And instead, batting at work before coming from home, because she has chosen that I'm not going to tolerate this foolishness anymore. And so she created a new system, and it worked. Master batting at work, coming back home clean and, you know, well-dressed, and entry the white carpet and there was no death anywhere. You know, so God wants us to use us to create those new cultures upon every mountain, the mountain of government, the mountain of of, of business, of, of, of media, of arts and entertainment, of, of religion, of education. You know, we need to, to contend with what our kids are listening to in the media and, and, and music and the movies and, and social media. There's so much there's so much attacking our children's minds, our youth's minds today. We need to counter those cultures. Amen. Our kids of the next generation will be lost forever. We cannot allow, allow that to happen. We need to counter the culture. We need to get into places in government where we can become influential. And be able to make legislations that that creates kingdom culture, that creates godly godly values in, in the government, in, in in schools, in businesses, amen. Everywhere we go, that that we create those cultures that 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 engender righteousness, amen. But it is you and I that God will use for that. Hallelujah. So tonight I'm saying to us, let us arise as the kingdom investors that we are, as the cultural investors that we are, as the industry investors that we are. Amen. Let the Daniels arise tonight. Let the Nehemiahs arise tonight. Let the Esthers arise tonight. Let the Deborahs arise tonight. The kingdom needs you. The world needs you. 
Hallelujah. It's time for us to cultivate those mountains. You are not ordinary. You're not a human being. You are supernatural. You are superhuman. Hallelujah. You have all of divinity, all of God's glory, all of God's power, all of God's wisdom, all of God's ability within you. Every resource that you need to make that change has already been deposited within you. Amen. For as he is, so are we in this world. You are called to be a change agent. You are called to be a catalyst that brings transformation. The universe awaits you. Hallelujah. And as we spend time in intimacy, in the presence of God, we create personal encounters with God. As we have those encounters, we're able to receive insights and divine downloads that will cause us to create those encounters for others to experience God. Hallelujah. Because you can't give what you don't have. So you spend time in God's presence. As you need to encounter God on another level in your walk with Him, you're also able to carry those encounters to others for others to also experience. Hallelujah. So God is calling us to a place of deep intimacy with Him, a place of creating our own personal encounters with him, and then going out there to create those encounters for other people. Glory to Jesus. Yeah, that's my message. I'm done. Hallelujah. That is what God has called us to do. He has called us to begin to cultivate those mountains. It's time to arise. Deborah's arise. Esther's arise. Nehemiah's arise. And, 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 um, and the Daniel's arise. It's time for us to arise, to begin to do what God has called us to do. Amen. I'd like us to pray. Our first prayer point is praying to God for a willing heart, because that's where it starts from. If you're, not, if you're not available, if you're not ready for this, then God cannot use, he's looking for willing vessels, he's looking for available vessels. You don't have to be perfect, you don't have to have everything together, you don't have to, you don't have to know everything from start to finish. You don't have to have the big picture or the little details just yet. It just needs availability. I want to start by saying, God, I, I, I give me a willing heart. Uh, and I want to look beyond my personal needs and, and see the heart cry of God to bring change in our family structures, to bring change in religion, to bring change in business, how media and culture are impacting our youth, bring change in our government, in the education system. It's our responsibility to make change happen. So we start with praying to God and say, God, I'm available. I want to be used by you. Help me, O Lord. Give me a willing heart to be able to, to go to those mountains to break influence. Let's pray. And we say, Lord, give us a willing heart, a willing heart that looks beyond our own need, that looks beyond our own wants. Father God, a heart that, that hears the heart cry of God. Take over the mountain of the world, mountain of influence, and, and bring kingdom culture, bring righteousness, bring holiness, bring purity, bring the love of God, even to, to our nation, to the hurting world, my Father, my God. We say, Lord, we are available. Use us, O God, let our heart of God Burn with passion for 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 for, for souls, passion, oh God Almighty, to to change and transform our world, oh Lord Almighty. See, Lord Almighty, they have willing hearts. Help us, oh God. Ikatala bashege dejende deboso kolomo narababa. Rekatala bragada yandarabashege. See, Lord, we are available tonight, oh God. Lord, we are available to we lay aside every weight, we lay aside every burden, my Father, my God. We lay aside our own agenda, and we take up your own agenda, my Father, my God, to create Christ consciousness, to take over the mountains of the world, my Father, my God. We are available to you, oh God. Have your way in our lives. I say, every man, every woman I speak to, even today, oh God, create in us, oh God, a willing heart, a hungry heart, a desire to see change, a desire to see transformation, my Father, my God, in the body of Christ, in our educational system, in business, oh God, in government, oh God, in art and entertainment, in the media, oh God, we are available to be used. 
Pastor D, for this opportunity. Back over to you. Ratosha. At this very particular moment, thank you very much, my guest. I really appreciate you. But there's one prayer that I want us to pray. And this is the prayer here that Pastor said, which is very important, that I believe that we're the body of Christ at this time, we need to be able to pull it out, which is the prayer for the eyes to see. The truth of it is the fact that for us as the body of Christ, the ability for us to see opportunities. She talks about the seven mountains of influence, which is an ability for you to see an opportunities in your mountains of influence. One of the words she says that is very powerful, that no matter how belief your sister or belief you have, but when the culture imposes, it can change your believer. But there is an opportunity you can see in your mountain where you are. You may be a mechanic or be an accountant. You may be a doctor or be whatever, but as long as your eyes is open, you can change that very particular culture. We are going to pray this moment. One more time, we are going to declare, Father, the eyes that see up, not just ordinary opportunity. I don't know about you, but I need opportunity that sees money. If you have money, you can buy idea, buy other things. Opportunity that sees money. If you have money, you can you can employ anybody to do anything. You can change culture. We've been binding the devil. It is time for us to now collect the money. You are going to pray, Lord, eyes that see opportunity that can influence us having money. I know too well the kind of vision that we the church have, that we want to do, but without money, forget it. We will pray and bind the devil. So you are going to declare, Lord, eyes that sees. I want somebody to pray that prayer one more time. Eyes that sees. Eyes that sees. Begin to declare right now. Ratosh Kabalata. One opportunity for you to see what to do. Maybe your own is just to put salt inside that very particular granite. And all of a sudden, you are beginning to become an exporter of granite. It is time for us to see the opportunity. Maybe your eyes to see. Your ability for you to discern. That all I need to do is just to add P on top of that very particular paper. It now become paper before you know what is going on. People are patronizing you. Lord, eyes that see. Ratosha. Jesus mighty name of prayer. One more prayer point we are going to pray at this moment. What's the prayer point? The Bible says when Peter was in the prison. All of a sudden, the angels came in and they opened the door. And before you know what is going on, the door that was opened for Peter was the door that leads to the city. I don't know about you, but I need that very particular encounter. An encounter that make my product be received in the city. An encounter that makes my product. The Bible says, after the first gate was opened, the second gate was lead to the city. My dear, it was not a coincidence for that very particular word to be mentioned. You are going to declare tonight, Lord, the encounter that I want to receive on tonight, let my encounter be seen in the city. Not just, yes. not just in the church. The light of the church yes. is too much. It is making us blind. The Bible says you are the light of the world, not light of the church. The church is too light. We need to go to the world. You are going to appear, oh my Lord, access to the city. Access to the city. Encounter that will take me access to the city. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Ratako shelebre in a that very particular career you have, it is meant for the city. If you can access the city, you can change the culture. You can change the belief system. Lord, this thing that I'm producing, my maguinha, my fried rice and chicken, my ability to ride my Uber, access to the city, access to the city. The Bible says, and the angel took Peter.
gate and lead Peter to the gate that leads to the city. The gate that leads to the city. The gate that leads to the city. Ratosha Brata Leketosa. Agrenatola Tosa. Lord, I declare over my ministry, over the works of my hand, over my career, access to the city. Ratosha Brata Leketosa. Access to the city. When people in the city begin to see you, all of a sudden, you can put the price of one million and they will buy it. The reason why some of our products, we are still selling it within church. We've not pre-encountered for the city. Encounter for the city. Lord, access. Ratoshagata. Abranatoshelegedusalata. Egrikatoshkalabra inatoledaja. Ratakotiadadoskalata. Etuskabarekatoshalata. Arekatoskabe inatolegadushala. Access to the city, Lord. My product must be received. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward. Where the next billionaire in South Africa is coming from one of you. The next billionaire from one of you. Not we are tired of listing those guys. Is enough. The next billionaire, money in your bank account, money in your life, where you spend money. All of a sudden, people see you, your aka become money. My dear, money is a good thing. It answers all things. Lord, encounter for access to the city. Ratoshka Barateza. Reketozalata in a kota. Rananiaradosalata in a kota. Ratushka Balekatoza. While others are praying this prayer, as you are busy praying your prayer for access to the city, my true, my dear sisters and brothers tonight, if you don't know Jesus, all the encounter we've been talking about for the past one hour will not be in view in your life. I don't care no matter how the service is done, without an opportunity for you to encounter God, encounter the person of the Holy Spirit by you having a relationship with God. This program, if this program will lead you to Christ, for these seven days my job is done. And so if you know that you have never met Jesus, I am here to introduce you to the God that was subscribed in this commission. The God that my guest subscribed. And so because of that, if you know that you have not given your life to Christ, any prayer you are praying right now is not, it's not going to work. It's not getting because why? We are the beloved of God. And for you to pray such encounter, you need to be in the household of God. If you know you've never confessed Jesus as a Lord and personal Savior, or maybe for you, because of COVID, COVID happened and you decided to go away. You call and you vid with COVID and you left. And all of a sudden, things are not going well. It is high time for you to come back home. There is no way you can encounter anything out there. If, I were, if you think I'm lying, ask the prodigal son. When he left the house, thinking that he can encounter the life outside him, it now become a waste in his life. And so because of that tonight, Maybe for you, you are like this person who doesn't know Jesus. You just be hearing about this guy called Jesus, but you don't know him. My dear, a life without Jesus is a life full of crisis. I don't care how rich you are. A life without Jesus. Or maybe for you, you left and all of a sudden, things are beginning to go down. And you are wondering, how can I come back home? My dear, the door is open tonight. If you can give God again one more chance and say, Lord, I have seen the pain. I've seen the waste. I am tired of this very particular place in which I am. I want to come back home. I want to be one of those people that will enjoy encounter. Encounter are meant for the believers. They are meant for we, the children of God. When Jacob got an encounter, he has a work with God. When Moses got an encounter, he has a work with God. Outside of God, encounter is not guaranteed. And if you know you are these two people and you say, Pastor, 
If only you will lead me to Christ, I would be able to come back home and I want to come back home. If you know you are one of them, please, I want you to say this prayer after me. And after then, I am going to ask the woman of God to release a blessing upon every one of you. Please stay around. A blessing, a blessing for an encounter. A blessing for an encounter. Whereby in the mountains of influence where you are, the ability for you to leave this service today, an idea that will make money come to your bank account. You see, you've been praying. You, you are a prayer man. Machine. It is time for you to become a money machine. It's good. Prayer and money, the two Amen. come together. It is nice. As you bind the devil, you pay for people to be able to come to church. Now, that's what we are talking. And so, you, if you are like those people, you want to give your life to Christ. I want you to say this after me. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight. Forgive me of my sin. I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. I believe that you died for me on the cross of Calvary. You died for me on the cross of Calvary and you raised on the third day for my justification. Father, I accept you tonight. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. As you've just made that little confession, I want to say to you, welcome to the family of God. And like we like saying in Platform Church, welcome to the family of rest. And I know too well that this very particular confession that you have confessed tonight, everything that has been missing in your life from tonight, they will begin to come back to your life speedily in the name of Jesus. I am going to ask the woman of God for her to pray for us tonight to release the blessing, the blessing of encounter. My dear, the truth of it is the fact that one of the things that God said to me with this very particular program, he said, I'm about to shift people into new dimensions. I don't know about you, but I need a dimension. I need to be at a particular space whereby when men see me, I say that to the members of platform. I said, see, I'm a celebrity pastor. I'm not apologetic about that. I said, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Because the Bible said, let your light so shine before men. So, I, I, I want that. It's okay. If people know me and I say, Jesus is Lord, they will accept Jesus. Imagine I stayed on CNN and I said, you will give, there's no way. And so because of that, the same grace that this woman of God carry, I want her to drop the grace. But if you know that you've just met Jesus as a Lord and personal Savior, and you want us to follow up with you, you want to be able to enjoy this God that we're talking about, the God that guarantees an encounter. Please, our informations are currently rolling on the screen. Take advantage of it. Send us an email or probably send us an SMS or a WhatsApp and say, Pastor, I want to take it forward from this level to the next level. And I know something that is very interesting in this commission is the fact that, number one, you will find rest. Number two, it will make sense that without God, life is full of senseless. So with that being said this night, I will want to release the woman of God for her to release a blessing. And just to speak something concerning your life, please, I want you to be expectant. I have been under this, this family's ministry for a long time. Before God called me into this very particular work I'm doing, I have seen God work in their life. Oh, I have seen God work. I know what I'm saying. I'm a product of the grace of God upon their life. And so please be expectant. Open your heart wide as she's going to be releasing the blessing. Be capturing it. In fact, you can capture more than state capture. Capture as much as you can capture. And I know that as your heart is open, you will begin to receive from her in the name of Jesus. Woman of God, over to you. Father Lord, I thank you for tonight's meeting. Thank you for tonight's session, my Father God. I thank you for every man and every woman that has connected tonight's meeting, my Father. I lift them up into your hands, even today, and I feel like from tonight, we need to have encounters with you. As Jacob had encounters, Father God Almighty, and that changed his life, over. let every man, every woman, every boy, every girl begin to have dreams from tonight.
life that will change their lives. That they begin to see things in visions. Oh God Almighty, they begin to see divine ideas that they begin to monetize and, and use to have global impact. My Father, my God, they begin to see dreams, have dreams, have visions, divine downloads. Oh God Almighty, blueprints. Oh God Almighty, of how to create things or recreate things or, or make things better. Father God, from tonight, Oh God Almighty, we, we receive Oh God Almighty divine downloads that will push us to our next level of glory. You become Father God Almighty inventors, creators, millionaires, billionaires. My Father, my God, we become empowered to move the kingdom of God forward even from today in the mighty name of Jesus. Because everyone has prayed in, with, this, with, with this ministry even today. I speak favor. I speak the blessing of God over your great divine increase in every area of your life, uh, in your work with God, uh, in your marriages, uh, in your finances, uh, in your business, in your job. Uh, you experience the hand of God. You experience plenty. You experience abundance. You experience of God. Open doors. Uh, open, open doors. Favor. Divine help has begun to run to you right now from the Amen. north, from the south, from Amen. the east, from the west. Even to bless you, even to help you, even to open doors for you, even to fight on your behalf. I declare divine help has found everyone from today in the mighty name of Jesus. You get to encounter God on another level, deep, a deeper work, a deeper hunger for God, a deeper desire for the things of the Spirit, a deeper hunger to bring change. To bring lasting change everywhere that we go, my father, my God, we, 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 we receive that clarion call. We are such a call to go out there into the marketplace, into business, uh, into, into the body of Christ, into ministries, uh, into prisons, into schools, uh, into government parasitical, to, to, to change the culture, even the kingdom culture, into a culture, a righteousness culture, like that, the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of this world, because the kingdom of our God and of Christ in the mighty Thank you, O oh God. You that everyone is watching today is blessed and highly favored in Jesus' mighty name. And God said, Amen. 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 Family. Thank you so much, woman of God. I really celebrate you. Thank you very much for outpouring. Thank you very much for the word you've given us tonight. Yeah. One of the things that for me that is very powerful that you say that I really, really bless my heart is the fact that for us to be able to change that very particular mountain, we have to number one, which I like so much. I put it as my number one, money. Number two, knowledge. Number three, power. And if these very particular three things is in our hand, we can change the narrative of what is happening currently in our continent. And I really celebrate you. Thank you so much. But before we close this service, we are a church that believes in giving. We are a church that believes in seeding. We are a church that believes in sowing. If the Lord has laid it in your heart for you to be in for you to sit to this very particular commission or maybe for you you want to sit into the life of this woman of god powerful woman of god you want to sit something into her life and to say pastor i believe in the grace you carry i believe in this way and i just want to sit this seat please and please you can definitely our account details is currently available the church account details you can definitely give your seat and make a reference if you are sitting to the prophet to the guest speaker of the house please make it the bible says he that gives to the prophet receive a prophet reward and he that gives to a righteous man receive a righteous reward he says give it shall be given unto good measure we've just talked about the seven mountains of influence that are some certain people that are currently occupying it pastor kemi is one of the people that is sitting in the in the mountain of business and you need to connect to that very particular thing the ability for her to put i didn't just read her profile for you to see it in full but as some certain international influence she carries even while still in south africa so if the lord has laid anything in your heart for you to show to the woman of god please and please go ahead and do that we will do everything in our possible best to get all the resources to her and as you do so the god of the rested life in which we subscribe into that same god he will meet you at the point of your need in the name of jesus
Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone that has given tonight. I ask and I say, Lord, whatever place that they have brought, the abundance that you have blessed them with. Lord, I decree that the rested life that operates in this commission begin to apply in their life in the name of Jesus. Lord, I decree for yes. this very particular person that as you go out this week from this service, the favor that you need, the encounter that you need that will put you at the top of the influence of your mountain, I release that grace over your life in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. That same God that Amen. took me from the back, that same God that took me from obscurity and put me in the place, oh Lord, of celebration, I release that same grace to operate upon your life life in the name of Jesus. I declare upon you tonight uh, everything that has been fighting your redemption, everything that has been fighting your stability in Christ. I speak over that very particular forces. They are hereby terminated in the name of Jesus. I declare upon you today whatever that has stopped you, whatever that has stopped your progress, whatever that has stopped your advancement, I co command it right now to begin to fail in the name of Jesus. I don't know who you are but that project that you are believing God for, that project that you are believing resources, I release helper to you now in the name of Jesus. I release helper to you now in the name of Jesus. That advancement you desire, I don't know, I hear somebody, you believe God for a promotion. In fact, you are due for a promotion, but because of COVID, they are trying to give you excuses. I release your promotion letter to your hand now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone tonight. Father, the encounter that they have received tonight uh, as they go into their places of influence tomorrow father oh lord give them wisdom <laughs> give them knowledge <laughs> give them understanding uh, let the power of the holy spirit breathe upon them speedily in the name of jesus father to you we give all the glory father for the guest speaker that have prayed for us tonight lord father oh lord we ask that god you endure her with more grace uh, endure her with fresh oil give her more capacity father from the abundance that she has poured uh, into our lives lives lord father oh lord refuel her much more than this in the name of jesus father to you we give all the glory in jesus mighty name we pray and god's people say amen. amen amen and amen family we've come to the end of it tonight i really celebrate you all thank you so much for joining us and to my beautiful guests i love you so much from the deepest part of my heart you know, I don't need to say a lot about it. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you very much for going beyond your comfort zone to make this happen for me. I celebrate you. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, Family of Rest.